Hola y bienvenido al episodio 9 de Double the Tea con tus anfitriones Trentan y... I'm Trinity. <laughs> okay, guys. I wanted to surprise Trinity by doing that and see what she would do. My pronunciation. You, you surprised and... me with a um with a uh, country accent last time with a yeehaw accent. So that one <laughs> so I could go with. I don't, I don't know Spanish though, bro. Um, that was off of Google Translate, and I hear that's only accurate maybe seventy percent of the time. So that probably even that probably wasn't even correct Spanish. I, I was in like I think it was like six semesters trimesters mm -hmm. if it was two years it was six trimesters yes, of spanish and i literally know nothing so that's fun so fun <laughs> but today is national cranberry relish day national jukebox day Ooh, jukebox. Um, as well as drinks giving and it is also okay. jamie lee curtis's birthday and i guess this kind of counts as our holiday episode too because thanksgiving's tomorrow so Ooh. <laughs> Um, if you guys are excited as me about Thanksgiving, you might be a fatty too. I cannot wait to pick out. Um, pumpkin pie is my favorite thing. So I just, I just am hoping that my grandma, this is going to sound crazy, but, um, I don't really eat like the turkey and stuff. So like, I am hoping that she sticks to her regular of getting me mashed potatoes, macaroni, corn, and baked beans so that I can put into one big bowl and mix all together. That's what I'm excited for. Mm. And sometimes she'll make, you know, how you everything get those, with the beans. <laughs> you know how you can get those, um, like Oreo pie crusts, like yeah. that are already made, like the graham cracker ones, but it's Oreo. She does that and puts Oreo ice cream in it. And so it's an ice cream pie. And I literally fend, like, I will literally fight people off and away from that. It's my favorite thing. Oh, that sounds so good. It is so good. So the first trailer for Mean Girls, uh, the musical, Ooh. has arrived. Um, we haven't gotten much, obviously, except like that one trailer. Yep. Um, Renee Rapp, our beloved Renee, yes. is obviously Regina George. She played Regina on Broadway. Uh, me and Trinity both know, obviously, of the Mean Girls musical. Yes. I was fortunate enough to see it. In I'm so jealous. Um, before or no, it was in 2019. Um, so before COVID, it was so good. I loved every minute of it. I got I got snaps of him at like I saw him post it, and then I was like, I'm jealous. And I got snaps of him at Mean Girls, and I was like, Don't even! I hate you right now, man. The one thing I do know about it so far is me and Trinity aren't very impressed with the wardrobe. That and the casting the for casting. some of the people. I mean, obviously, I do Renee. Like, I do like that. Tina Fey is in it, yeah, and that they brought the principal back. I yes. love that. So they we've got two characters, and as much as I love, I can't. I think his name's Christopher Brindley, if I'm correct. He played Conrad on The Summer I Turned Pretty, and as much as I love him as Conrad, and I'm like Connie Baby, which we could get into The Summer I Turned Pretty another time, but I'm like Connie Baby. I don't see him as the leading guy from Mean Girls. Like, even though the leading guy from Mean Girls, I'm pretty sure he's gay in real life, but he pulled it off so well. I'm literally shook because I didn't know that that's who was playing. He was in the trailer because he was sitting in front of her and whenever she says, um, like, do you know what day it is? And he's like, or I asked him what day it was. Like, you know, on October 3rd, I asked him what day it was. What day is it? It's October 3rd. Like, that scene? <laughs> We also talked about the fact that they better be putting the songs from the Broadway musical in this musical. 
And I think they are, but also how you never know like what they'll work, cut is they like to cut things, and I don't like that. Sexy better be in there because it's such it a Karen moment. Like the part from like the Halloween scene in there, and it looked okay. like they were dancing. And and I will say I don't know what song it is, but there's like that scene where Karen's singing about how like people on the internet she used to like send nudes to people on the internet or whatever. Yeah, it's like the. Uh, it's like in the mid. I know what you're talking about. And I, that better be in there. I need it. I need it. Um, another movie that will be coming out very, very soon. Um, wait, I don't think it's out yet. No, it will be at this point. I think when this airs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the new Hunger Games movie with Rachel Zegler and Viola Davis. I'm so excited. I didn't even read the book because. Don't make an excuse for not reading the book before no, watching here, the movie. No, here's like the real tea, <laughs> Trenny. The reason I didn't read the book is because these bitches that I used to be friends with have my Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes book as well as the car map for my backseat that I never got back from them. So they can suck an ass. Trenton. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep it PG this time around. But yeah, they have my copy As of Ballad and Songbirds and Snakes, and I want to take them to court over that. I'm so pissed. But that's another story for like, another day. Sweetie, I just I, wanted to say that's just actually say. the reason I didn't read it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to see the movie, and that's all I'll say. I feel like it'll be good. I think so, too. I know Rachel Zegler got in some hot water over the Snow White movie because people were mad at her because mm -hmm. she's like, this isn't the 1930s anymore. Women can do what women need to do. Which true, but girl, it's you're Snow playing White. Snow White. Just keep it cute and move on. Like, yes. we're not really trying to hear not your full life, life story right now. Exactly. We're, we're here to see Snow White. Right. That's like, it. gag me with a spoon, girl. Nobody cares. I've but... Um, what I will say is um, those are two movies we're really, really looking forward to. I don't think Mean Girls comes we? out until January. I'm sorry. Mean Girls, I am looking forward to. But I haven't seen any of the original Hunger Games movies or read the books. So. See, she needs to because I read, I read the first two books. And then on the third book, I literally stopped. And I didn't watch the third or fourth movie. Because the movie, um, like the last book when it is translated to the screen it's like in two parts mm -hmm. there's like mocking j part one and mocking yep. j part two so i need to watch those but obviously i love jennifer lawrence she slays and everything josh hutcherson what is that smelly ass guy's name that was married to miley that's it oh um liam um hemsworth liam hemsworth yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he can also kiss an ass but hey that's another story for another day <laughs> Trinity, what are you currently reading, babe? So, okay, I love that question. So, I just finished, first of all, um, on my Kindle, I finished, because I always have a Kindle book going, I finished The Deal by um, L. Kennedy. So, I'm on to the second book in that series, which is the um, off-campus series. So, that's my Kindle book, but I am I have that and my Elvis fan fiction going on there. But anyway, that's, that's just when I really want to read it. Right now, I just finished book two of the Ravenhood trilogy or series because there's also one last rainy day now. And it is tearing me apart. I sobbed, sobbed through this book so many times. I have cried actual tears. I'm going to cry thinking about it. I can't. But it's so good. It is so good. I can't stop. I can't. 
<laughs> There's no way for me to. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Do yourselves a favor and pick up this book, this book series and get the tissues ready. And then also I have the, um, I'm trying to finish Final Offer, which is the third book in the Dreamland Billionaires series. The first one is The Fine Print. Second one is Terms and Conditions. Loved those both. I'm reading the Final Offer right now because she just released, um, Lauren Asher, the author, released a new book called Love Redesigned. And it looks so good. And I've heard nothing but good things on TikTok, so I'm trying to get to it. But I've heard there are cameos from people in the Dreamland Billionaire series, specifically in Final Offer, because that takes place on the same lake that Love Redesign does, like Wisteria. So I'm over here like, mm. so those are what I'm currently reading. And I've got other books that I've started that I just put a bookmark in, and we'll get to them when we get to them. But anyway... Those are the main books I'm reading right now. And before anyone comments and says, how does your brain keep up with all of that? I don't know. I ask her that all the time. I'm like, I don't know how you read as much as you do. I, well, I, I am able to differentiate it. But the final offer, it's, it's been so long since I started it that I had to go back. And I'm like kind of skimming it to make sure I know what's going on fully. But other than that, like Thrive. Or Hothouse Flower and everything. Like, now that I'm in Thrive again. That's my Audible book, by the way. Thrive is my audiobook. Uh, I've got so many going. Um, but, yeah. With that, I... Uh, the different formats help, too. I try to keep one Kindle book, one paperback, and one audiobook. So that it's different formats. I so my brain can differentiate. Never but right keep now, up with that. I'm, like, actually never. Right now, I've got two paperback main paperbacks. I've got other ones I've started, but I've got two main paperbacks, and then I've got two books on my Kindle, and then I've got um, one on audiobook. So that's what I'm currently reading. What are you all currently reading? Comment down below if you're like on YouTube or something, and you can comment. I'm currently reading nothing because all of my library books were due and I turned them back in instead of just renewing them because I'm lazy and I'm not like Trinity. I cannot read that many books at a time anyways. <laughs> and I got too many books. I got like 20 books and it's like, dude, be honest with yourself. You're never going to read those. And I didn't. And I just turned them back in. Um, on another note, you were doing so good there for a minute, babe. <laughs> me and Trinity, uh, we just got tickets for the Melanie Martinez yes. trilogy tour. Trenton got us tickets. Um, June 13th, we will be in Columbus, Ohio at the Nationwide Arena popping. I'm not going to say that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know what I was going to say, Trini. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to be popping it out there at the Nationwide <laughs> Arena. You... I'm so excited. She's going to be performing songs from all of her, like her three albums, and it'll be the end of the Crybaby trilogy. If you guys know Melanie Martinez, you know. She started her first album, um, Crybaby, off with a character called Crybaby. Then her second album, K through 12, we go through Crybaby's like life at school, growing up. And then this last album she just released is called Portals. It's um, it deals with the afterlife, so um, past life regression, um, things like that. She read a lot about it. There's some bops in that song. A lot of people do, or I mean album, I'm sorry. A lot of people don't like Portals as much as they do Cry Baby in K-12. Personally, for me, I love a good concept album. So for me, it's amazing. I just love everything about it. 
Um, and I think Melanie is incredible. And I really need to get some merch because they're having a sale at Hot Topic and everything's Ooh, like 20% off. I need off. to, you know what I need to do? I need to start listening to more Melanie. She does because she doesn't really listen to Melanie, but I figured Trinity would be really fun at concerts. So I was like, bestie, you're coming with me. So she's I going to be try coming to, be. to I Melanie mean, we with have, me. We have fun at concerts and stuff typically. Like we, I don't know if we've ever been to a concert together. We haven't. But we're going to coordinate well, outfits. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to look so cute. And oh, my God. I just realized I get to go to Melanie. And then, like, a Zach week Bryan. later is Zach Bryan. Because yeah. that's the 13th. And I think Zach Bryan is the 22nd. Oh, my gosh. So and then your birthday concerts. is two days later. You and Trinity are still trying to get to Nashville or something around yes. her birthday. Yes. Okay. Um, That is all I have. Except, you know what else I was going to say? By the time you guys are seeing this, it's like a week until Doja Cat and me and Kenzie are going to see Doja Cat. I'm so excited. The Scarlet Tour and we get to see Ice Spice open. I cannot wait. My outfit is currently like in the mail. I'm just waiting on it to ship. And I'm also waiting on some oat milk that I ordered on Amazon. Literally don't ask. Don't ask. But I ordered oat milk on Amazon. Like milk like powdered milk or like milk like milk milk no like milk milk but it doesn't have dairy in it because it's it's just oats water and sea salt literally okay so yeah um now we are going to be getting into um the rest of our Dahmer series true crime series um jeffrey Dahmer. i cannot wait um we we already talked about it last week we started it but we're going to be finishing off on what we started i'm sorry guys i'm making it so confusing but basically what i'm trying to say is we love the true crime segment it's fun even though these people are fucking weirdos and they're freaks and everything like that you know what i love talking about true crime so let's just get into it let's do it Dahmer started developing rituals as he progressed with his killings. He experimented with chemical means of disposal, and he often consumed the flesh of his victims. Dahmer also attempted crude lobotomies. He drilled into the skull of his 11th victim, Errol Lindsay, while he was still alive and injected him with acid. Dahmer hoped this would place Lindsay into a permanent submissive state, but Lindsay awoke during the procedure and said, I have a headache. What time is it? So then Dahmer strangled him. On May 27th, 1991, Dahmer's neighbor, Sandra Smith, called the police to report that an Asian boy was running naked in the street. When the police arrived, the boy was incoherent, and they accepted the word of Dahmer, a white man in a largely poor black community, that the boy was poor um, and that he was 19 years old and was Dahmer's lover, which, in fact, was not true, and the boy was actually only 14 years years old, I cannot talk, unbeknownst to Dahmer, and the younger brother of the Loatian teen had molested. I just messed this whole thing up. <laughs> Let me just start that over. The boy was his 19-year-old lover, which is what Dahmer told the police, but the boy was actually only 14, um, unbeknownst to Dahmer, and the younger brother of the Loatian teen Dahmer had molested three years earlier. There we go. There you go. The police escorted Dahmer and the boy home, clearly not wishing to become embroiled in a homosexual domestic disturbance. They took only a courtesy look around before leaving. 
According to Dahmer, an officer peeked his head around in the bedroom but didn't really take a good look and then left after telling Dahmer to take care of the boy, according to Masters. Once they left the scene, Dahmer injected hydrochloric acid into the boy's brain, killing him. Had the police conducted even a basic search, they would have found the body of Dahmer's 12th victim, Tony Hughes. Dahmer killed four more men before he was finally arrested. One of his last victims was Oliver Lacey, 24, whose body Dahmer had sex with before dismembering the corpse. He kept Lacey's head and heart in his refrigerator and his skeleton in a freezer. Dahmer's killing spree ended when he was arrested on July 22, 1991. The body parts found in Dahmer's refrigerator and Polaroid photographs of his victims became inextricably associated with his notorious killing spree. Two Milwaukee police officers were led to Dahmer when they picked up Tracy Edwards, a 32-year-old black man who was wandering the streets with handcuffs dangling from his wrist. They decided to investigate the man's claims that a weird dude had drugged him and restrained him. They arrived at Dahmer's apartment, where he calmly offered to get the keys for the handcuffs. Edwards claimed that the knife Dahmer had threatened him with was in the bedroom. When the officer went in to corroborate the story, he noticed Polaroid photographs of dismembered bodies lying around. Dahmer was subdued by the officers, after which he muttered the words, For what I did, I should be dead, according to Masters. Subsequent searches revealed a head in the refrigerator, three more in the freezer, and a catalog of other horrors, including preserved skulls, jars containing genitalia, and an extensive gallery of macabre Polaroid photographs of his victims. Dahmer later said he had planned to build a private altar from his victims' skulls, adorned with incense sticks and globe lights. He hoped the altar would be a place where I could feel at home, according to Masters. Dahmer's trial began in January 1992. Given that the majority of Dahmer's victims were black, there were considerable racial tensions, so strict security precautions were taken, including an eight-foot barrier of bulletproof glass that separated him from the gallery. The inclusion of only one black person on the jury provoked further unrest, but was ultimately contained and short-lived. Lionel Dahmer and his second wife attended the trial throughout. Dahmer initially pleaded not guilty to all charges, despite having confessed to the killings during police interrogation. He eventually changed his plea to guilty by virtue of insanity. His defense then offered the gruesome details of his behavior as proof that only someone insane could commit such terrible acts. The jury chose to believe the prosecution's assertion that Dahmer was fully aware that his acts were evil and chose to commit them anyway. On February 15, 1992, they returned after approximately 10 hours' deliberation to find him guilty but sane on all counts. He was sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms in prison with a 16th term tacked on in May. Dahmer reportedly adjusted well to prison life at the Columbia Correctional Institution in south-central Wisconsin, though he was initially kept apart from the general population. He eventually convinced authorities to allow him to integrate more fully with other inmates. He found religion in the form of books and photos sent to him by his father, and he was granted permission by the Columbia Correctional Institution to be baptized by a local pastor. Dahmer was killed on November 28, 1994, by his fellow prison inmate, Christopher Scarver. In accordance with his inclusion in regular work details, Dahmer was assigned to work with two other convicted murderers, Scarver and Jesse Anderson. 
After they had been left alone to complete their tasks, guard re guards returned to find that Scarver had brutally beaten both men with a metal bar from the prison weight room. Dahmer was pronounced dead after approximately one hour. Anderson died from his injuries days later. A prison guard claimed that shortly after the murders, Scarver, who was believed to be schizophrenic, said, God told me to do, do it. Um, in 2015, Scarver spoke to the New York Post about his reasons for killing Dahmer. Scarver alleged that he was disturbed not only by Dahmer's crimes, but by a habit Dahmer had developed of fashioning severed limbs from prison food to antagonize other inmates. After being taunted by Dahmer and Anderson during their work detail, Scarver said that he confronted Dahmer about his crimes before beating the two men to death. He also claimed that prison guards allowed the murders to happen by leaving them alone. Catherine Lacey, the mother of Dahmer's victim, Oliver Lacey, said his death brought her no closure. The hurt is worse now because he's not suffering like we are. In 1996, following Dahmer's death, a group of Milwaukee businessmen raised more than $400,000 to purchase the items he used for crimes, including blades, saws, handcuffs, and a refrigerator to store body parts. They promptly destroyed them in an effort to distance the city from the horrors of Dahmer's actions and the ensuing media circus surrounding his trial. In August 2012, nearly two decades after his death, it was reported that Dahmer's childhood home in Bath, Ohio, where he committed his first murder in 1978 and buried his victim's remains, was on the market. Its owner, musician Chris Butler, stated that the property would make a great home as long as the buyer could get past the horror factor. The house was removed from the market, is believed to still be owned by Butler as of 2022. Several well-known books have been written about Dahmer, including The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, An American Nightmare in 1991 by Donald A. Davis and The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer in 1993 by Brian Masters. Dahmer was portrayed by Jeremy Renner in the film Dahmer in 2002, which featured Bruce Davison as Dahmer's father, Lionel. The film My Friend Dahmer in 2017, starring Ross Lynch in the title role, was based upon a graphic novel by cartoonist John Durf, Back Durf, who had been friends with Dahmer in high school. The tw 2012 documentary The Jeffrey Dahmer Files included fictionalized reenactments of Dahmer's life, with Andrew Swant portraying him, along with real-life interviews with people involved with his cases. Several other documentaries have been produced about Dahmer as well. In September 2022, Netflix released a 10-part anthology series called Dahmer Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story. Co-created by American Horror Story creator Ryan Murphy, the series starred Evan Peters as Dahmer and highlighted incidents in which Dahmer was nearly apprehended before his arrest, with a particular focus on how police incompetence allowed him to extend his killing spree. A four-part docu-series called My Son Jeffrey, the Dahmer Family Tapes, began streaming on September 18th of 2023 on Fox Nation. It includes never-before-released audio recordings of Dahmer, including phone conversations he had with his father, Lionel, while in prison. According to Court TV, Dahmer said in one recording that he fully intended to keep killing if he hadn't been captured. I was so wrapped up in what I was doing. I felt I was going to continue doing that for the rest of my life. In other recordings, Lionel asked if he has tried praying to God, and Dahmer replied he hadn't because it made him feel uncomfortable. 
And that is the end of our true crime segment for today. That is. Dahmer is literally such a freak. Like, we already knew this, silly. but, like, it's He's actually awful. He's a serial awful. killer. What do we expect? Yeah, but, like, the way he just was able to get away with things. And I watched the Dahmer series with Evan Peters. Like, I've heard so many people. There were so many times he, like, almost got caught and he didn't because, like the article said, police incompetence. Like, I fully believe it was the police's fault. They just let him get away with it. That neighbor literally said so many times, there is something wrong with that apartment. There is something wrong with that boy. And And next thing you know, she literally, I saw part of from that series, um, and she literally was like, see, if you would have listened to me, like, you know how many of these people would be alive if you had just listened to me? And exactly like the article said, too, he was a white man in a primarily black community, so... Mm The police literally didn't listen to her. It's really sad, actually. Like, and the show is so disturbing, too. I've heard it's so crazy. It is. I had, okay. If you have a weak stomach, I mean, do not watch it. it. I've told y'all that I am a substitute teacher before. I was subbing for middle school when all of this, like, was super popular. I had middle schoolers watching this show and coming to me telling me, like, it's so good. And here's the thing. I had middle school girls telling me that Jeffrey Dahmer was hot. And I was like, he's a serial killer. So many people romanticize serial killers and it's actually like disgusting. Like you're weird. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. So we are, we're ready for tea. Let's do it. Trinity's going to start this one (laughs) off and then I will chime back in in a moment. So of course, you know, with us, we, we had to do this at some point. Today's tea is going to be about crazy exes. Or crazy people in talking, like even if you didn't get to the dating stage, just crazy in general, people you've dated, people you've talked to, whatever, even though I hate the term talking. So I'm going to start it off nice and strong. Um, <laughs> I had somebody that I had talked to for a while, like we had been talking for probably two, three months, four months, and I say a while, but that's a long time to be in the talking stage. And we had kind of gone out on a few dates, whatever. And when I ended it, because I was like, I'm just not feeling it. The boy decided to not only try to message my friend to figure out, like, what had gone wrong, even though I had told him exactly what went wrong. I literally said, this is why I'm not feeling it. He literally showed up at my friend's house and she sent me a text and she was like, his car is outside. And I was like, what? And she was like... Yeah, he's literally sitting outside my house. And I was like, so I texted him and I was like, why are you outside of her house? And he was like, well, you're here all the time. I just figured you'd be coming here. And I was like, no, get away from my friend's house. And like at one point I was there and he showed up there, which he didn't have my location. So I don't know how. But anyway, so that's like one example of like a crazy kind of X type situation. Um, I had somebody who moved who I was talking to. Not even X, but like, you know, I had somebody who moved who I was talking to who thought it was a great idea once they moved to try to like, you know, be like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's just like it went from this sweet little like, let's talk and we could maybe date to no, I just want nudes. Send me nudes. And I was like, bro, you moved away and you got real confident in yourself. And then you have the friends who wanted to, you know, you to date them. And you never did. An example of that would be um, there was this friend who 
I knew in high school who thought it was a grand idea to essentially try to, after I got out of a relationship, try to kind of hit me up. And I was like, I'm not feeling it. We can try to be friends, but like also with how I know how your personality is, I'm not vibing with it. But I tried to be friendly. And this person, like, we would sit on the phone for a little bit or whatever, and they would consistently try to get me to send nudes to them or, you know, like, flash the screen or whatever. And I was like, dude. And then when I didn't, like, comply with all that, I got a message that was so long it was not even funny about this person calling me a terrible person and you're a tease and you're this and that. And I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? That is, but that's a common theme with me. Guys think I'm a tease, even though I'm not. It's, it's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Trenton's got me laughing over here. I'm telling you, if you guys could see what's happening. Anyway, um, but yeah, like there are crazy exes. I had a friend who had kind of not really dated somebody, but had talked to somebody. And this guy, when it didn't work out between them and she started dating someone new, he literally sent me, like, kept bothering her and kept going, kept going, kept going. And I ended up texting him and saying, like, leave her alone. Like, she has blocked you. You've created other account. Like, leave her alone. And he went off on me and called me, like, a whore and all this different stuff. And then started, like, picking on my friend. And it was terrible. It was terrifying. Like, what is wrong with men? And he literally showed up where she was at. He found out where she was at through one of his buddies who saw her there and showed up threatening to fight, like, her new boyfriend. And she was like, dude, like, seriously? Leave it alone. And he did not. It was crazy. Um, And then you have, we're going to, like, wrap this up and call it, like, a few, there's a couple mini little titles in here, but, you know. And then you have the guys that you date where their friends don't like you. And so they convince, like, that person or that you talk to and their friend doesn't like you for whatever reason. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to make it my life's mission to get them to not like you. You've got crazy exes and crazy exes friends. Am I right? I'm right. I know I'm right. And then you have the crazy exes themselves. And the crazy exes themselves, sometimes you kind of wonder, like, recently where i'm not gonna name who but there was somebody recently who like there was a lot with that person and they literally like (laughs) they're not gonna listen to this and i know they're not they've listened to maybe one episode but still like they'll come and then they'll go and then they'll try to come back isn't that crazy they come and they're like oh i like you and this is so perfect and then like somebody else comes and they're like nope bye bye And then they try to come back when it doesn't work out with the other. That's crazy, too. And then on my final thing for the crazy, I had a friend who dated somebody in high school who this girl that they dated, listen at this. The guy was crazy, too. Don't get me wrong. The guy was absolutely insane. You know who I'm talking about. But the person that he dated literally psycho is like not a big enough word for this psycho is like the couple together is just psycho that's all i'm gonna say crazy crazy is not a strong enough word for this couple and now that they're not together like the 
the guy tried to make me believe that the girl was insane. And in reality, the things I found out afterward, if you, here's the thing, if you make your significant other have Life 360 or some form of that, and you're not married, and even if you are married, but it's not for safety reasons. If you make them have it so that you can know where they're at at all times, you're crazy. Or if you have to know where they're at and you have to know who they're hanging out with and you can see everything and you go through their phone on a daily basis, you're crazy. I'm sorry, but you are. Like, I've never been in a relationship where I've been like, I need to know what your phone, like, what's on your phone. And if I ever dated a guy who, the last guy I dated, my ex, he had, I knew his phone password, he knew mine. I would get on his phone and play music or I would send streaks out to his friends or whatever. And he literally did not care. I could go through that man's phone and he would not care. We were sitting at one point with friends and like one and she goes i just need to borrow your phone i left mine in the truck and he was like you're not getting my phone you're gonna go through my phone and she was like do you have something to hide and he was like no but you're not getting my phone and in that exact moment because his buddy was like you wouldn't let your girlfriend have your phone would you and he looked at me and he goes and you wouldn't let him have yours in that exact moment i held my hand out like this he put his phone in my hand i put in the password and i was like i could get on anything i want to get on and he goes, yeah, but, and she said, you went, would you give him your phone though? And I said, it's in my back pocket. I don't have a hand. Take it. And he took it out of my back pocket, put my password in, and he could get on anything he wanted to do. I did not care. If you are not like that with your significant, you're crazy. Am I wrong? That's toxic. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think it's toxic. I think it is too. And obviously, and so, if you have like something to hide, that's even fucking it weirder. Is. Because one of, one of, his buddies um their girlfriend did this thing that she thought was hilarious and she called it daily phone checks and whenever like he would come over after work every day for like even if it was only like maybe an hour or 45 minutes they lived two minutes away from each other so he would come over for a little bit every day and she would be like daily phone check time and she would go through his phone like text she would look at everything and then she would go on his text messages and go to his like recently deleted to make sure he didn't delete any messages it was crazy that's like, crazy if you're if you can't trust the person you're with then you probably should not be you with really them you really shouldn't be with them like that's that's really weird that's really strange that's crazy and that's crazy, crazy. that's crazy you have your location and then you break up, they still have your location. So they can still find you. Ugh. And it's creepy. Anyway, moving forward from talking about crazy exes, we need to talk to a crazy ex. Hey, Trenton. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We know this crazy ex very, very well. Okay. So, yeah, I can't lie. I was a crazy ex. Also, I do want to say we love this crazy ex very much. The only but, thing that I know. can preface this by like with is, oh my God, the the thing just blinked. The mic never blinks because I'm always not loud enough. But It blinked. You were loud enough. I'm loud life. enough. Okay. The only thing I can preface this by saying is I was 16 years old. Not that that makes anything okay, but... No. It's a little context. And you if you knew the person and you knew the things that happened with this person and everything like that, you would literally look at Tretton and be like, yeah, justified. It's okay. For most of it. Most of it. Not all of it. Not all of it. No. Like some of it. The worst thing about this situation was 
I was great friends with this person, not talking about the ex. I was great friends with this person. Like we were best friends through school. I would tell this person everything. They would tell me everything. And we were just very, very close um, until little ex over here moves from a different school that's hours away. Um, this takes place sophomore year. So my friend gets with this ex. Uh, yes, I was a homewrecker too. We're going to get into that. <laughs> um, sophomore year. Oh, I had no thoughts about uh, this person. Ex. That's I had no thoughts so about this person, like, while my friend was dating them. Like, nope. never anything like that. I literally could, like, walk past them and not think about it a second time. Like, I could care less, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Junior year rolls around. <laughs> we go to a an event. We'll call it an event. And something in me, like, I don't know what sparked, but me and this person, we were just, like, ultra flirty. And mm -hmm. there was somebody else involved in this, too, who now is pissed off that they were involved because they want it to they want to make it seem like we, like, wanted them or we, like, asked them or, like, pressured them. No. You were fully capable you of your you own decisions and you wanted to be a part of this. Yep. So basically to make a long story short, me and this person get together a year later. Um, <laughs> we keep it from the friend, my friend, the friend ends up finding out it's really, really messy. There were just not a lot of truths being told on my end or the ex's end. There were there were a lot of not truths being told all yes. around in this situation. And my biggest regret throughout this is that a friendship ended because of a relationship. Like I feel like friendship should always come before relationships. Mm -hmm. I so I hate the fact that it yes. happened. It was really say, messy. Mm -hmm. It ruined my prom. Yeah. Um, it was the prom, I think, before my 17th birthday. It was, like, actually the day after my 17th birthday. It was so messy. There was, like, a moment where I was sitting down at the table with my friends. Um, the ex had not talked to me for, like, a while at this mm -hmm. point because there was a really, like, messy breakup involved. Yep. And the ex comes over to the table that I'm at and asks my friend, um, like, will you come dance with me right in front of me? Like knowing full and well that I would be upset. I hate when that happens. This was like, actually it was oh, Trinity. It was like almost something right out of a movie. I, I was know. so upset. I looked at my other friend and I said, we got to go. I cannot do this anymore. I had a really bad like summer throughout all of this. Like this was the craziest I ever went. I was like suicidal over this fucking person. And it really should have never came to that because nobody is worth your mental health you know what i mean that and this person especially this person not. especially and here's the thing but then they had... moved away they moved yeah. away they after this so this is what was even worse because like not only was i like blocked on everything i had no way of ever seeing them like they were mm -hmm. four hours away so it was just an ultimate like you're never seeing this person it was again an ultimate, screw you. get over it and for me, it was just like, this was the first time I'd ever been in any sort of relationship. So 
for me, it was like my like world was kind of falling out from beneath my yep. feet. Like, not that this relationship really even meant that much. Like, looking back at it now, four years later, I'm like, that is actually fucking filthy and disgusting and foul. Like, I hate the fact that I was a homewrecker. Like, I would never do that now because I realize now that I should have prioritized my friendship over being with somebody. Mm -hmm. And the way I was was just I mean, not how I want to be. And if somebody did that to me, I would hate it. And there was, like, messy shit with that, too. Like, after... Me and this person, like, were together, and all this shit went down. Oh, they got back with their ex, which was my friend, and the ex ended up telling me, like, basically, like, yeah, we we had sex. And started, like, crying when I was in their driveway. It was a whole thing. It was really messy. They were, like, trying to, like, apologize, even though they were, like... Not basically really. getting with both of us literally not basically literally and then that was the last time i ever saw them actually so I love yeah that, that was great see i feel like we had and this, this is just me i feel like we had very different first relationships because you had this person who like was not turned out not to be great went between you and a friend broke up a friendship and i had like a year's worth of talking and we finally got together and the worst problem that i had with that person was a little bit of miscommunication like right. miscommunication but like there was a lot of miscommunication yeah. here and i'm like it's crazy how different even going to the same but i did have a problem ruined by my my first kind of person not ruined but I drove them to prom because they didn't want to ride with their parents for senior year. And in driving them there, I was like, I'll drive you, but you got to slow dance with me. And they were like, why? And I was like, cause I'm not going to be the only, like all, most of my friends have dates or something like that. I'm not going to be the only one there that, and it's senior or junior year, not senior year. Sorry. I was like, it's junior year. Like, I so want to dance with a guy. Yes. And I was like, I want to dance with a guy. And every single time a slow song would come on, he would excuse himself to the bathroom. But he didn't have any problem trying to get me to cry on him during the faster songs. And I was like, get away from me. The worst part, like, of that prom that I can, like, vividly remember is after this, can I have this dance moment? Me and said friend went out into the hallway. Uh-huh. And I was so upset. I, th I feel like I was, like, crying to this friend. I don't remember. All I know, though, is that, like, the doors were locked, so we couldn't get back in from, like, the area that we were at. Mm -hmm. um, and Versace on the Floor by Bruno Mars was playing. And I was, like, so upset. I was like, I bet they're dancing together. Like, I can't do this. See, I haven't had... I had at one point... Tears all prom night. Oh, no. I had at one senior year prom... I landed at a table next to my ex and their new, like, their current girlfriend. And my ex is still dating this person. I, there are so many things I could say about that. But anyway, they were at a table near me. And I don't know for what reason she came over to sit at my table. But she came over to talk to one of my friends for some reason. I don't know. We were, <laughs> it was a thing. And when she did so, he walked up behind her and started hugging on her and, like, kind of kissing on her. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then made direct eye contact with me and walked away. And I was like, are you? Are you serious? 
I just remember, like... And then I laughed so hard because you know him. And you know my friend that... You know my friend. Um, And I took him with me senior year. And I was like, look at who I brought. So I literally made him go dance with me. Mind you not. (laughs) There are things I could say about that, too. But anyway, I made him go dance with me at that point. And I was like, dude. And he fully understood the assignment at that point. We still didn't slow dance, like, close, close. But, like, we slow danced. It was cool. It was his first public school prom. So it was a whole thing. But anyway, we had a lot of fun. And we are me and that person are still buddies now but me and my ex now have become friends so it's cool like we're we're cool i cannot relate i just remember that junior prom like going out onto the dance floor and trying to like talk to this person i was like tapping on them they would like not give me the time of day they were like talking shit about me to their friends it was like super weird like i hate when that happens definitely was probably one of the worst nights of my life it was a prom from hell that should probably be the title <laughs> Tom from hell. yeah it was awful like seriously like i never want to go back if there was one thing i could change about high school it would be all of junior year i wish i could start it over and do it differently. do you know what your problem was with high school you weren't super close with me i know i was friends with other people and you went the bad especially path. like i went from being super depressed to getting with the wrong group of friends senior year which completely fucked me over because in the long run that probably ended up being worse than the relationship we have made this comment and i'm not just saying this like i'm not full of myself that's not why i'm saying this but we have both made this comment of i wish i was friends with like i wish we were close senior like junior and senior year because if you had been close with me but also the organization that we were part of that we I didn't I was not a part of junior year was also why we kind of grew apart a little bit because you were dealing with all that and I was dealing with my stuff and whatever and I was hanging out with my friend and we were going to drive in all the time and we were hanging out with people and whatever so to me but if you had only been friends with me I I solved all these problems do you remember do you remember that night for that organization that we were a part of that all those people were at that you ended up showing up at and we sat in your car for like an hour talking about all of this oh you're talking about and mm-hmm. yeah and i remember that that person was there and they hid inside and they the would friend, not come out because you yes, were there the friend so we ended up me and the friend we ended up obviously not being friends because <laughs> obviously i I took my friend's ex. I know, super messy. Um, but yeah, it, it was just really messy because there was a lot of like sides being taken. Like, okay, now I'm not going to be friends with Trenton because of this, or I'm not going to be friends with said person because of this. You know what I mean? That's really what I regret about it most. Is I'm like, it didn't have to be this war on worlds. Like this was just really messy and stupid we're literally 16 years old why are we doing this like you know what i mean yes it's my fault but another thing that i really seemed to have a problem with was all the blame was being put on me Mm -hmm. when in reality this was a two-person thing like what is it what's the thing the a road goes two ways or a phone Mm -hmm. whatever the hell it is like it wasn't all on me, but it was being put on me and everyone was acting like I was like this piece of shit, which yes, I did shitty things, but so did the other person. So I just hated it. 
But like never let a relationship get in the way of a friendship and never like backstab your friends in that way. Like I, that's one of my biggest regrets four years later. And I just wish things could have ended differently. But mm -hmm. that's all I have to say on that, on the prom <laughs> from hell I and me say, being a crazy ex. I will say we've had some fun talking about exes and crazy exes and stuff like that. But I don't think it gets any crazier than when you like have situations like that happen and then later down the road you think about it or somebody talks to you about it and that person if you are friends with them or aren't friends like if you do talk to them they're like i never did that oh, i never yeah. did that that never happened oh it irks me because i'm like just admit it and right. we can move forward like admit you're crazy or like even friend friends on that note too i never did that i never said that and i'm like admit you're crazy because didn't you become friends a kind of friends again with one of them with yep the original friend yep. yeah like that's the weirdest thing we're like we're like friends again now i think i don't know we're not like close close but like i mean i kind of did ruin their senior year from all of this drama but <laughs> we like talk again yeah we've talked about it and how we just wish it never would have happened. And why would we let somebody get in the way of our friendship? But yeah, I literally hate it. But I just want to forget about it <laughs> as we're talking about it on a podcast. But as we talk about it on a podcast and we mention the fact that like we tell the whole story of what happened and then you're just like, I just want to forget about it. <laughs> right. Now it's like out on the Internet. But like still, I want to forget about it. Is there anything else you have to say for this beautiful episode, Miss Trinity? I just want to say thank you to everybody. This is on a on a not related to the drama note, but I just want to say thank you to everyone who consistently listens or even the new listeners who just found out about us who are listening. Um, I know a few people who have messaged me who very consistently are like, I listen to every episode. I love it. It is one of my favorites. You know, like I listen to it on the way to work or I make sure to listen because blah, blah, blah. blah. And I've had some of them tell me, oh, I remember that happening because they were you know there for some of it or anything like that but thank you to everybody who listens because we're trying to grow this podcast and we can't do that without your help so share this like it get it the word out get it out to your friends and tell them hey yo this cool podcast has started also if you know who this is a any of these episodes are about no you don't no you don't no you don't because i've had oh just no you don't okay and especially if you do know or if it is about you we are just telling things how they happen do not come back and say stuff like can you believe i can't believe you said that dude don't do it if you don't want us to say something come on what what is it that taylor swift says um don't don't do bad things if you don't want songs written about you yeah don't do bad things if you don't want to be on our podcast. Okay. Is that all from you? That's all I've got. Este ha sido un gran episodio. Calavecanos con five estrellas in Apple Podcasts y Spotify. Que tengas un gran día de acción de gracias y lo eremos. And <laughs> I have no idea what he just said, but I'll just say I second that. What I was saying was this has been a great episode. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will see 
you later. later.